What's up, everyone, and welcome back. Daily Fantasy Sports Picks and Bets. It's the mix. Powered by Mayo Media Net here on YouTube and presented by Jock Market, that daily fantasy app we love oh so much. Download that band boy for free. Use the promo code MMN. They're going to match the first hundred bucks for free. And if it's free, it's certainly for me. Um, yeah, what's up, everybody? Let's do it, man. Week 13, you know, round and round we go. Where it stops, nobody will know. It's been such a fun season. I really enjoy the interaction and the feedback, really kind of diving into these games with all this new stuff, all the analytics and new formats and all the just the fun stuff we're doing as we're making money. Rate, review, and subscribe to the audio-only pod and here on YouTube. And in a little bit, I'm going to ask you to jam a cartoon finger right inside the big man. That's your host at John Legaza on the Bird app. Also, check us out, Mayo Media Net on the Bird Apple, the cool graphics incoming. You know, you can get those for free without me yammering over them. All right, enough of that. We need more of this. It's the fastest show in NFL. Absolutely anywhere. I'm pretty sure you could take that one to the bank, right? The Tasmanian Devil firmly out the cage. We're using Run the Sims projections. Love that stuff to get the highest projected players on each team and then do a little cost you know analysis a little cost for point stuff and some penny stocks before a couple of alt props for tonight's game nobody circles the wagons like the buffalo bills they are going to meet those pats in foxborough here are your blue chips let's get it the first pillar of profit brought to you by jock market it's the bills and of course the goat at 23 and a half points Josh Allen don't look now he is not used to you know having anyone projected anywhere near him and a uh, little tease there Ramondre Stevenson for the audio only listeners tied with Josh Allen that really that just speaks to I, I think exactly what you're going to get is Ramondre on both sides of the ball kind of jammed down your throat back to the bills after Allen it's digs at 21 and then that precipitous drop off whee, all the way down to 12.74 Devin Singletary to 11 for Gabe Davis and then 8.8 .8 with Isaiah McKenzie we're going to do some of that you know nuance and context that we do split some of that man and zone stuff I've been digging into doing my best I'll get to it man I forgot to explain where I've been we have just so much work to do as always I know people no I am fine I'm gonna get a lot of that lately I, I just have a ton going on. The Athletic decided to do a fantasy baseball magazine, and I'm, we're kind of getting featured, and I have all the stuff to do. I've never been so busy in my life. And then it was Thanksgiving, of course. We're getting ready for Christmas around here. I got two young kids. Like, it's pretty nuts. All right. So, Gabe Davis, McKenzie, and Singletary we'll speak about in a little bit. Uh, teaser, I'm really not into Singletary. He needs those touchdowns. And even when you get them, you don't really get, like, ceiling games it's always Allen against tough defenses. We'll do that in a second before we do the Patriots. We mentioned Stevenson at 23 and a half. And then there's the big drop off to Mac Jones, who I guess, I don't know, people see like one good game. And instead of thinking like that's the anomaly, they start thinking that's the continuation, like right, right in trading terms. Instead of regression, you know, consolidation, rectangular patterns, people are looking for breakouts and continuation and I don't know. The Patriots offense just doesn't look that good. I guess I liked them at the end of last year. Maybe I should have been more open. We just saw so much of it. And they lack skill players. I like Mondry, but you need more than that. And Jacoby Myers is banged up two limited practices in a row. But what are you going to get? It's just they're not good enough to be injured. Let's put it that way. Patriots, this is not just coming as a Jets fan. You know, when they're good, they're good. Then it's Hunter Henry all the way down to five points, right? People, we talk about letting the projections speak to us. If you go from 23.5 to 15 at the quarterback 12 wide receiver one then down the four and they're both tight ends i mean it's a mess it's hunter henry and john o. smith we'll get to the tight ends in a bit also 
I think I really like Smith as a value, just to make sure, uh, in case I skip over it. Sometimes I tend to do getting sidetracked. Let's do a little bit of handicapping. I have, this is funny, I've been going, I been, had been using last four, but when they're bye weeks, are only three. If I people say, well, if we like bigger samples, but not too big, why don't we go to six? And I said, hey, why not? So, you know, again, I'm always kind of open-minded. It's not like four is better. I just, I've always thought four in a developing season speaks more to you know, speaks more to what you're about to see. Not to necessarily say predictive, I just think strategically and as far as personnel goes, there's so much injury and turnover and then these, you know, changes like the things we've been talking about trying to combat high shells and who plays a lot of man and then you end up ha facing completely different defensive styles that you really need to have specific game plans for and I think that speaks to why we've seen not only a drop in scoring but also these you know a lot of weirdness right it's been uh, people are starting to quantify now it's not just hey this is weird like no the season is objectively weird because we're going through this right pendulum swing the shift all right let's look at it I got defense last six man it's tough to paint over the bills have not been good 66 plays allowed for 395 yards a game 5.9 yards per play those are all in like the bottom six that's not very good negative EPA per snap never good 39 yards per drive more than three minutes per drive allowed both of those again in like the bottom six this is not any good the thing with the bills this is something i mentioned and you know again i try and leave people with what we call the feather you know the feather in the cap right the lessons you could use going forward even if this doesn't pan out today's bet doesn't pan out that doesn't mean we can't build off it right that's kind of the point of this trying to build off it without being overreactive when you're looking for answers as to why some defenses seem to be, you know, really good, but have these bad kind of overall stats. I love these splash plays, and it just incorporates a lot of the impact, right? It's what you think impact plays. It's not just sacks. It's, you know, everything. It's tackle for loss and hurries and pressures and tip passes and big stops on third and first. You know, I know there become some subjective elements to it, but you know what? Give me the person that really cares about it. Marking the stuff down, you'll see where I'm going. Bills really near the top of the board and snaps per splash play. Remember, you want that down, inverted, right? You want more splash plays per, um, less snaps per splash play, right? More splash plays per snap. So, always, again, I guess there's a lesson there. Be careful for the wording. But Bill's really excellent there. And they really play an interesting mix where they're near the top of the board in man coverage. That number is up over 33. Remember, that's where a number gets high. 50% where, like, the Giants are. That's really the top of the board, right? So if nobody plays pure man anymore. The most you're going to get is half, but that really is considered kind of extreme. What you don't see, what, generally, what you do see from the Bills is that they pair a lot of man with a ton of too high. So again, that's kind of unique to the Bills where they trust the players up front, although will they with Von Miller, right? Now we go as we're kind of building this narrative and where we want to go with our plays. Excuse me one second. Sorry about that, man. It's like cold's going around. It's just, it's everything. It's a carousel. Sorry. I never like to put my own stuff in front of the work, you know, which really is at the fore. Right now, everybody trying to get paid before the holidays, you know, laid like an egg. Buffalo Bills allowing it on the ground, 5.1 yards per rush, 135 yards per game, right? Let's get back on track, do the thing we do. But yards before contact per rush at 0.6, that's first in the league. So again, Buffalo, really, you can have the stats speak to the narrative of. It's impact, right? Buffalo has to get by on impact plays. Are they going to be able to do it? Does New England have the talent, right, on top of the schematics? I, I know they're known for schematics, but are they going to have the talent? And it's really just Ramondre. So it's, can Buffalo stop Ramondre? They're going to get contact before, you know, anyone else. 
but they're allowing it afterwards. So I don't know if they're going to stop. Stevenson Miller could be at the center of today's issue for the Bills because they're also allowing it to the pass, but... But it's not very efficient, right? So again, nuance and context of stuff that we like to do here. Hopefully you're getting stuff here that you can't really get anywhere else. 37 attempts, 24 completions. Be careful with attempts. But 24 completions for 260 yards per game over the last six weeks. That's among the worst in the league. 11.5 yards per reception among the worst in the league. Nine touchdowns along the worst in the league. But, but, but. The big shaking butt like at the garden hose and soapy water butt is 11 interceptions in that time frame right so again they're the you know the the impact plays for buffalo but only allowing a 64 and a half completion percentage that's better than average and only 91 and a half opposer passer rating that's better than average right so you do get a mixed bag with buffalo you got to be careful it's not like they're good and it's not like they're bad right now it's if they can make those impact plays and today i don't know if they really have needed miller for stevenson but it's all about stevenson patriots d has been phenomenal last six i know we're getting this narrative now they're only beating good quarterbacks when you can only beat who you play and i don't know i guess i want i take a firm capital l like three capital l's in that minnesota game because i i just didn't think they had an answer with darris out from minnesota not to get to that but you know again more about building the narratives and how we get behind it. You can't pay me over this. Last six weeks, New England Patriots defense has to be the best in the league. 14.2 points per game, 265 yards per game, 4.4 yards per play, and a .25 EP per snap. Those are all like number one. 21 and a half yards per drive, 2 minute and 15 seconds per drive, scoring allowed on less than 26%, 2.3 snaps per splash play. Those are all top one or top two. Number one in rush EPA per snap at .28. Number one in pass EPA per drop back at Point two two fifty nine 59 opposer passer rating allowed less than 16 completions for under 166 yards per game it is just ridiculous the numbers that the patriots are putting up stymieing the hell out of people but another but 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 is the bills and gosh they're so so good bills offense is really good of course because of josh allen and the connection with Diggs. And I think the big lesson, right? I think the lesson, the big takeaway, not just for fantasy players and daily players and the like, you know, us DGENs, right? Hanging out in the gambling streets all the time. I think the big takeaway is going to be, right? Again, the pendulum swing, the punch and the counter punch, that the answer to the too high, right, is playing strong around the line of scrimmage. We've seen that manifest in two different ways. Team going to high shotgun use to be more efficient. You need a really good passer to do that. Cincinnati. Even Indianapolis. Though, listen, I mean, Ryan is not Burrow, but it's that archetype, right? Like, cerebral, smart, maybe not so much of a runner. Burrow's look good with his legs lately, but again, you get what I'm saying. Or, winning around the line of scrimmage, key, that's crucial, but being able to run the ball, right? So there are teams doing that also, right? So like when, uh, you know, that's New England, right? If, they're going to do it. They're going to make you pay attention to the run game and then have to beat you another way. Let's do the passing stuff. You know what? Let's do the passing stuff with the penny stocks because we're at the um, break mark here. So for the blue chips, it's always Josh Allen. It's always Steph Diggs. I'm going to get away from Singletary. We'll talk about the lower guys in the penny stock stuff, right? We're always on Stevenson, of course. Jock market, you're taking guys like Allen and Stevenson up beyond you know, the double digits, right? You're taking them well, well into the double digits. Let me bust out the, the finish chart. Okay, so $12 is fourth place in the showdown. Third goes up to 16 So just for percentage sake, I'd say you could take those guys up to 15 
and especially if you got them both right, remember we're always talking about sustainability in betting markets. You kind of split the risk and look to run them both because if you had to pick one, if the prices end up similar because they have similar projections, it's Allen. But if you had to split between two, it's Allen and Stevenson. Boom. So there are your blue chips. All right, we'll talk about the other guys in the uh, pending stock section. Hope you enjoyed it. Rate, review, and subscribe. If you're picking up what we're putting down, you know, um, people start to lose uh, attention. The same way I, I it's all very hard to keep focused with pay stuff. We know people have lives and families and stuff. And, you know, so we appreciate all the people that really have rocked and rolled with us the whole way. Like, I see you and I know the names and the avatars. And I, even when I have a second, I slowly try and reach out to people, DMs. Like, that's just how I am. You know, like I'm really more outward than inward at this time of my life. So, you know, get at us, hit us up. Follow me on, um, you know, follow us on Twitter. And if you want, you can go grab these graphics as well if you want to see all the projections and all the cool stuff we're providing. So, boom. All right. The ball is past the 50-yard line. Let's get it up in the red zone. But first, a big breath for the big man. <gasps> Whew. All right, let's get it. Second pillar of profit with your penny stocks brought to you by Jock Market. Download the app and rate and all that great stuff. Enough of that. Let's do it. There are only two quarterbacks in the game, so the two best quarterback values would be Josh Allen and Mac Jones. Though I think there might be a little bit of a, there's a little bit of a lesson here, right? About value. Our favorite lesson during this part that value is a rate stat, right? And it's not just about being cheap. There are expectations tied to these things. Allen at 23 and a half points, 12.2 DK bucks, leaves you at 519 cost per point. Mac Jones, 15, 9.4. Leach at 623. To me, that's not nearly enough of a disparity considering the rushing upside with Josh Allen. In particular, this is something we were on last year. When you get running QBs on, uh, like down the stretch is what I mean to say. So running QBs in like the highest leverage situations. Yeah, expect those totals to start to pop. I mean, we've seen Allen go over 78-3 of the last four. The other one was seven because he didn't need, like they were going to be, that he didn't need to, right? They're going to be scripts that don't lend it. It's not always, not necessarily a runner, but he is a runner. And if he's playing good defenses and things are going to break down, he's going to be running the ball. So you get with Josh Allen because the cost of point, the disparity there, not enough. I get Mac Jones' projection is much lower. Given the IPO, we're expecting Allen at 18. 18, what did I say? I think 18. He's got to be third to break. He's got to finish top two. And I guess that's fair because you get two bucks on the 18. So for percentage-wise, eh, that's pretty tough, man. I, I'm, I'm going to be watching Josh Allen in the jock market and hope that it's more like a 16. We'll see. I don't know if I'm going to get up to 18. Maybe single share just to look for the just to look for the screenshot. You know what I'm saying? All right, let's get the running backs. Jones is really tough. Running backs really quick, and then we're going to do all the wide receiver stuff. I have some cool zone man splits as well. The running backs are much easier. Damian Harris is not practicing. They've shown us it's all Ramondre. Both sides of the ball. This game is really important. Division game, playoff style game, you know. Expect all Ramondre. I'd be surprised if he comes off the field. And the course of point stuff is just ridiculous right the same projection point wise as Allen, like i mentioned before but the salary you know 20 percent less uh you know uh back on the napkin math leaving you at a 443 cost per point which is why he has a projection similar to Allen stevenson at 76 compared to Allen's 78 the ipo at 1486 so he's really the real value here today you know he's a must in conventional play and if the ipo ends up at 15 you're gonna have to get stevenson right with the odds that he ends up above in the $3 difference in IPO keeps him out of that slot. Let's do the Buffalo guys really quick. I have something cool as well. Singletary, I'm sorry, you can have him. I'm just not buying it. I don't know where the 13... I know, it's funny. He always gets it because he's like... 
the, like the volume has been there, but it's so script dependent that it's not really consistent, right? When you look at the logs, you see the games where, you know, it's only 14 touches, only 12 touches, only 15 is great, but not for the cost and considering the value of them because Josh Allen is so dangerous and responsible for so many of it at the cost. So Singletary, 13 salary, 7K, leaves you at 551, which looks good, 40 projection, nice, 9 IPO is the one I'm not want to touch it, don't want to touch. Cook is really the one I'm interested in and it's it's the the projection and that he's never going to project well because not like you could rely on it but i just think the pathway is there for him to produce 3.6 salary is awesome yeah not at the 4.4 but this is split back to the bills bye week and it's a lot closer to a split than you think yeah singletary on the field a bit more but singletary 53 rushes 224 for three scores and Cook, 25 rushes, 158, and none. Now, I know you're immediately thinking work around the goal line. Singletary, six rushes, goal to go to Cook's three. So he's just been really efficient, right? So it's it's extru- it's very possible. Also, targets, 11 targets for Singletary, six for Cook. You know, the yardage totals, actually, Cook has more receiving yards. You know, he's a better receiver, 2.3 yards per run. is excellent, 48% yards, um, touch per snap. And Cook does have four of the 20 red zone rushes in the backfield. So, yes, it's dominated by Singletary. Red zone, when they get closer, it gets closer to half. So, I just like Cook because, you know, I really like to be different on these sites. I think you have to have a, one or two ways to be different if you want to win. So, Cook at the 340 IPO, you know, there is certainly a world where the Buffalo Bills destroy the Patriots, right? If they just stymie Stevenson, get ahead by a couple scores, can the Patriots really throw? We know there's the too high that Buffalo runs. Like I mentioned it. So, it's extremely, it, we want to think like there's going to be a dogfight. And probably close to the way Vegas has just drawn up, you know, 24-20 or 23-17 or something like that. But, yeah, there's every, every time Buffalo's playing, they're good on both sides of the ball. And the Patriots, as good as the defense is, right? We've seen it get torn. And it's it's just more about the offense being unable in, in to catch up and the defense being, you know, put in a bad position. Right, let's do the receiving stuff as quick as possible. It's Kendrick Bourne, no thank you. Stefan Diggs, of course. Jacoby Myers. Uh, man, it's really tough. I really like Jacoby, but I don't know if I like a limited Jacoby than Gabe Davis and Isaiah McKenzie. Let's see if we could do it all once. I took some notes here, right? Because we got to do the, the New England notes are with Mac Jones. And the Buffalo stuff is year to date, right? Because they've had Allen go. So let's get it. Pat, we got Myers dominating the man targets. Mentioned Buffalo playing a lot of man, but also a lot of too high. Those targets go to Myers, then Madre. But Mac Jones has been terrible against man coverage. 59% completion, 84 passer rating. He has been better against the zone. The passer rating is still 84, but that's because of the two touchdown to five interception ratio. So he has been stymied at YPA. He's below seven. Again, Mac Jones really not very good. Those last six weeks that I was talking about before, 
versus zone, it's been Mondry, though, 21 catches for 152, and Myers, 13 catches for 143 and 1. But also, and this is where I wanted to make sure that I got to, so let's include Jonu Smith that you see down there at the 1.4 salary, 4.5 points, 311. Cost per point is a value by all of our metrics in the first place, 269 IPO. We know he's a giant. He's the reception leader after that, 9 for 25. Now, granted, you know, that's not, like, great efficiency. But, you know, I think we could push back that to fall into the end zone at that price. And especially if he ends up, you know, the guy today, right? We Again, this is kind of what I was saying. And so therefore, as far as the tangents go, I think they all tie into each other, right? We mentioned kind of hyper-specialization, let's call it, right? These kind of strategic moves that teams are using to force the hands of other teams, which is why we see lots of blow-up games, and we're not seeing these spread-out monster games by everybody, which is why it's been hard to hit blanket props this year, right? If you're playing 10 props in a single game, they're really not hitting. Like, it's, it hasn't really been like that. So, there's a chance Smith at the um, price gets it. I was just surprised to see that if Buffalo leans more on the zone today, looking for that pick against Mac Jones, you could see Janu, especially if Myers is limited, right? So, if again, just tying everything in, if I'm going to be really into Myers, you probably can come away from Janu. If you're worried about Myers, and Janu is where you want to go. Let's do Buffalo, then, so... The quick recap, hold on, on the, on the defense. Sorry, I just want to do it again because I know I listened back last time and I, I, I confused myself. So this is the Patriots again. They play a lot of man as well. Both of these teams are playing man at least a third of snaps. It's very high relatively. So that leaves the zone rates the same. But when we mentioned Buffalo playing a lot of too high, New England does not play a lot of too high. So don't expect to see that against Allen. Don't look for the shell. So Allen against the man Coverage is going to see, again, third of the snaps minimum. He has a very low 54% completion rate, but it's 11 touchdowns to one interception plus 104 passer rating. The man on the field, of course, is Stephen Diggs, 22 for 301 and four of those versus man. The person after that is McKenzie, 876 and two in that span. Other side against his own, Allen, where he gets sloppy, right? Where he gets risky and maybe he's on the move, losing sight of a defender, Eight TDs to eight interceptions versus zone. Really looking at the wide receivers only more than 62% of the time, but the slot being targeted more than 34% of the time. So it's been Diggs, 60 for 799-3 against the zone. But then when it's Gabe Davis, 27-5-52-3, right? We know he's always in line for a blow-up game. So if you're going for the Buffalo blow, right? Let these things speak to each other. If you're going for the Buffalo blowout, you just you don't think the you think the Patriots defense is overrated. You know, I tend to think they're very good. I also don't think like they're going to just squash Buffalo, right? Because it's very difficult. But if you think Buffalo runs with it, New England will be unable to run it back, and Buffalo does the thing they do. Then it's Allen, Cook, and Gabe Davis. I think. Right now, listen, Diggs is a part of any of those stacks, conventional, right? If you want to do like the mega blockbuster stack. He's a part of it. Then maybe, right, John Smith is awesome. He's the perfect kind of run back because he's so cheap. And maybe he'll just walk into some targets. His big bottle fall into the end zone. But keep that stuff in mind. I think if we, if it's going to be closer, 
I think it's Mackenzie. You know, because I think if it's closer, I think you'd be seeing a bit more press and man. That's just my that's just my opinion. And then in that game, it's more singletary between the twenties and less James Cook, right? Because Cook, those stats say, right? I get it, right? People's like, oh, but you can't claim claim the totals because it's a scripting. Well, yeah, that's the thing with Buffalo. Like, you know what I mean? You get the big game, you get the other script, and they are telegraphing exactly what time it is. You know, so if Buffalo runs it, there's a non-zero chance that Cook, I don't know if it goes off, but let's say produces, right? It would be go off at the price. That's where I was going to go with this. And that's what's weird about projections and what makes them so impossible to to be good, right? Because the piece of information we're missing is the score, right? That's what everybody wants to know. Had you known the score was going to be, you know, a three-touchdown game, Cook's projection would be where? At like 15 or, you know, 12 minimum, he'd probably swap with Singletary. Although if it's a blow-up game, right, Singletary makes that 13 in the first half, right? So that's probably another good way to think about it. Singletary is 13 no matter what. His ceiling is probably like 18 in the slot first. You know, when he falls into the end zone twice, which he did and didn't do much for us anyway. That main sleep. And then, so give me Cook. I think Bourne's too much of a pop, but I have a second we could do some more granular receiving stuff. You know, I love you guys, man. I always try and bring that heat all the way through the season. No one can ever say, you know, we went down for a lack of trying. No surprise, really, in the Buffalo end. Right, of course, you're getting tons of digs, 10 point. This is the last six as well. 10.5 targets per game, 7.5 receptions for a buck, 5. Of course, all the great stuff. 122 air yards per game. Gabe Davis, also 111 air yards per game. There's a lot of targets going on. They're not very efficient. 3.5 receptions of those 7 targets per game. But 111 air yards per game for Davis, last six. You really can't ignore that. The drop down, the knocks, is down to 36. So, you could look for some volume because Knox getting four and a half targets, almost four receptions. They're very efficient. But you can't look for yardage props with Knox. So Knox is like a point fantasy point prop, reception prop, but not a yard prop guy, right? So again, nuance and context, I think, uh, is really at the center of analysis, or it should be right now, right? Being kind of, let's say shifty, right? But like being flexible, you know, knowing... As you're reading it, that, okay, I want this here, I want this piece here as I drop story A, I want this as I drop story here, I want B again. The close game, it's always Diggs, he's universal. The close game is Knox, the wild game is probably Davis. And then, you know, we've seen McKenzie come on, but McKenzie running a ton of routes, so is Devin Singletary, believe it or not, he just doesn't get targeted, which probably speaks a, a lot to him. The New England, the real interesting part here, and this will be leaving a nugget for a teaser in the last spot. Target leader per game, last six, New England, it's Ramondre Stevenson, six and a half targets per game. The reception leader, also Ramondre, at 5.6. The reception yard leader, ah, that one went to Jacoby Myers. Imagine the wide receiver one, you know, leading a team in a receiving stat. Just really awesome stuff. Ramondre's just been great. 28 catches for 212 in that span and a touchdown. It's, it's, Really been really good for him. 22% of the team targets. 29% target per route run. 1.8 yard per route run for Roger Stevenson. These are like awesome wide receiver numbers. And then we know he's really good on the ground as well. So I want to make sure that I paint that picture of how how critical Ramondre has been, you know, to this um, New England pass game. And there's there's certainly no there's certainly no question about it. I mean, the, the logs really speak for themselves, especially without Harris. Just It's just crazy, but... The reception totals, you, just, you didn't expect it. Going back to 
uh, let's say five weeks in Chicago, eight for 59, seven for 72. Wait, what are we talking about? This a, sounds like a little legit like a wide receiver one. Three for 10 and one. Oh, floor game. We got the receiving TD. Six for 56, nine for 76. I mean, those are really thick receiving stats. And if Buffalo is going to play press man with too high without Miller in the middle, I love, love, love Stevenson getting all that work. That's why I made sure to circle him on the blue chip, to be circling him on the penny stock. And I'm going to mention him again in a second. So Ramondre Stevenson really just blowing up the receiving world in New England. Then after that, you know, it's it's Mars you'd expect, and it's it's just terrible. You know, Tyquan Thornton, Jonu Smith before Hunter Henry as far as targets per game go. Just really, really awful leader in a six-week span is Hunter Henry with a 165 yards on only 11 catches. Like, that just can't be even your third weapon. Your third weapon, it's just awful. If your third weapon is your tight end, putting up putting up like back end tight end one fantasy numbers, it's it's trouble for the New England offense. If they're able to keep it close, if they're able to control the clock, if Buffalo can't stop the run, Buffalo doing gets ahead, and they they stay in the game. Expect long drives. He's probably get the the under. Stevenson leads the way in jock market. You know, Allen still does his thing with Diggs no matter what, and it's you know Singletary and McKenzie opposed to Davis and Cook. So boom, that'll do it. Some penny stock stuff. That was just everything X's and O's theory daily play chalk market like every single thing I can think of. And a bag of chips as I'm banging the drum and blowing the harmonica. Man, love this. I love this football stuff. You know what I'm saying? And just, oh, just all in wake of the baseball season, which is always on the horizon. If you love to gamble and love to learn, you know we're doing it year round. So rate, review, and subscribe to the audio only pod. We love you here at Mayo Media Net. And uh, get up in the comments, man. Let me know if you're digging all this stuff that we're doing, stuff that we touched on that you like, stuff that we touched on that you didn't, maybe a hole that I missed or whatever. You know, I love to uh, hear back from you, sharpest crowd, you know, out there on the internet. So, all right, we are goal to go let's punch it in so i can do a little touch and it's oh i gotta giddy up i'm up against the clock but let me just catch a quick breath first please okay third pro of profit i really gotta giddy up although we laid this one out already week 13 thursday night foosball props brought to you by the fine ladies and gentlemen jock market it's josh allen over 60 yards remember i play alt props i like to play them in pairs so if i hit one of two i profit but that's the simplest part I want Josh Allen over 60 rushing yards. He's gone well over this in three of the last four. And it's generally, you know, like a good defense thing, which makes a lot of sense. We know he can move it. We know he can get it in chunks. But when you get defenses, that might break you down at all. Coverage, right? The Jets it, it, and even Green Bay against the pass. You're going to get him running for his life a little bit. Again, super competitive. Only one team gets to buy this year. Buffalo has their intention on getting that buy and forcing people to play in Buffalo. Josh Allen over 60 rush yards plus 210. Explain to me why something that's happened three of the last four is plus 210 on the short rest, right? Where like, I, I just love this. So I love this Josh Allen prop. I think up or down, ahead or behind, no matter what, he's got the ball every single play. He's a pop to get 35 yards. So as long as we have 25 going into the fourth quarter last drive, I think we get it. And then it's Ramondre Stevenson plus 50 receiving yards at plus 162 people. I really, I don't write these things. I really think these lines are off. I really think the edge this year is in alt prop betting. And if I had more time, I'd really be diving into it and drawing up some complex tickets that just feel like they'd have to hit. Because anyway, 
162, Ramondre Stevenson, plus 50 receiving yards. Again, mentioned it. The underlying stats are just absurd. You know, they are wide receiver one, quite literally nothing short of that. And the game log also, you know, 59 against Chicago, 72 against the Jets, 56 against the Jets, 76 against Minnesota. That's four of the last five. We're getting plus 162. Why would you bet 42 yards for minus 110? Go for the plus 50. Go for the plus 162. Get part of a sustainable plan. And that will do it. Last feather in the cap. Rate, review, and subscribe. You know, like I said, head into the holiday season. I got all my shit. Really do care about you. Thanks for picking up what we're putting down. Your time is so precious. I, I try and jam as much stuff into this show. You know. To make you know that I, I I care about it. So rate, review, and subscribe, all that good stuff. And, oh, gosh, I hate asking, but it matters so much more than you know if I could only explain. Like, I don't want your money. I want your cartoon fingers. That's a pretty good deal if you ask me. All right. Enjoy the game. Enjoy your day. When we're done with the book, enjoy that pay, everybody. Remember, the very last lesson is always when you work this hard. It feels a lot less like luck, man. Peace.